of quiet stars quiet chords from my guitar floating on the silence that surrounds us quiet thoughts and quiet dreams quiet walks by quiet streams and a window that looks out on Corcovado oh how lovely Sempre assim 
com você perto de mim Até o apagar da velha chama E eu que era triste Descrente desse mundo Ao encontrar você eu conheci O que é felicidade, meu amor Place à quatre musiciens qui sont parmi les plus importants du monde contemporain dans le domaine du jazz. À la batterie, Elvin Jones. À la contrebasse, Jimmy Garrison. Au piano, McCoy Tyner. Et le saxophoniste, John Coltrane. John Coltrane interprétera un thème, enfin une composition en plusieurs mouvements qu'il a enregistré récemment en disque aux États-Unis. Le titre en est Love. is your bi-weekly broadcast. My name is Kate Joyner and I am just about to start you off here with this song, Sound of Home.
So that song was called Stars of Home and um, before I actually started my show I was just here in the studio getting ready and um, this Brazilian song came on and it was quite, um, uh, what's the word, um, reminiscent because I used to live in Brazil and um, it really took me back to that culture and I've got the good fortune of being able to speak Portuguese, so really being able to understand also the um, the words and the music, and it's so poetic and so romantic, just their way of expressing, and this, I think, is infused in the way that they embody themselves and the way that they express themselves, that this really poetic, romantic language is just, you know, the deep expression of this culture and who the Brazilians are. And um, yeah, it, I think, you know, also this happens a little bit with French and maybe Italian and also Spanish. And there's this deep kind of Latin um, depth that we, I think in our English language, we we are missing. And um, I spent, I've spent 10 years of my life living in Latin countries and feel very... Um, connected to this poetic way of being and expressing and it's something like um, a saudade, a longing to really bring forth that poetry, that poetic, romantic expression into our English culture. I think it's, it's you know, it's quite a um, an undertaking but this is kind of the premise of this radio show so for the next hour hopefully I'm going to be transmitting something like the depth of the poetry that's living inside of us um, and maybe we don't let it be seen. Lady 
gon' do with all that junk, all that junk is I'ma get, 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 get you drunk All that junk, all that junk is I'ma make, 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 make you scream of romance and the deep eros of living I'm you've maybe you've heard some of my other shows but I'm all about evoking this this deep eros of living as a way of kind of creating this cultural renaissance that we are so desperately needing right now so this radio show is called devil woman radio and it goes out on my podcast called the eros chamber and um I've been thinking about it recently because obviously I this is my realm and so this is kind of what I spend a lot of my time thinking about and putting out into the world and I actually run a mystery school called the dancing serpent which is I create um alchemical journeys for women who want to awaken their creative um life force energy and I've been thinking about this I've been thinking about you know this kind of inner erotic self that we have on the inside that we don't really let out, that's kind of like underneath the surface and underneath, kind of hidden uh, away. And this kind of self is kind of whispering our, our deepest, truest longing and desire. And we don't let, we you know, this one kind of gets trampled over and we don't really let it out. And I've been thinking about this and thinking, why is that? Why do we keep this one hidden? Obviously it's like super intimate and super vulnerable, but like, and why what would it be like if we were not to hide that truth that's inside of us so um i have spent most of my life really kind of like in that agony of that split between what i'm feeling on the inside what's going on on the inside what's the deeper longing and then you know what's acceptable on the outside until i would immerse myself in many crazy um off the beaten track kind of experiences that have allowed me to really bring forth that inner self to the outside and here I am on the radio transmitting this frequency which I think is so desperately needed in our world this frequency of eros Thank you. 
the beat the way the beat back 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 the way the beat the way the beat back the way the beat So I often wonder if what the world would what world we would create if we were to really let the love that we carry on the inside shine out and to wield that with such um integrity and responsibility that that force becomes the way that we move in the world and you know it's like I feel this this invitation to um to express this depth, this poetic depth of love that we carry on the inside is um, is really um, an invitation to let creation come out. Like there's something quite primordial and primal about being um, in touch with and a vehicle for that life force energy. And, you know, that creative pulse is is really kind of like the magic of our soul and so you know i spend a lot of time kind of um mentoring and guiding people into the depth of their soul and it's quite interesting because one of the main things that blocks us from really expressing that depth that we're all innately and organically longing for is kind of like the conditioning in the and the beliefs and the strategies that we had to adopt in order to um, fit into our family systems, into our cultural systems, in order to belong. And all of that process was totally necessary. But there comes a time in our life, I think, where it becomes like really stifling and really um, limiting on our, uh, on living the life of our true selves. So it comes a time when we have to go through that reckoning of really dismantling all of those places and all of those beliefs so that we can really let that full creational thrust force, primordial life force energy really just come through. And um, that's a really um, initiatory journey. So, And there's not much context for it. It's not really spoken about. There's not really much um, by way of reference for this journey but it's it it exists and it is a necessary journey we kind of have to look for it on the outskirts it definitely doesn't exist in the mainstream so um i think a lot of people can feel quite disorientated with you know the the workings of their inner world and what's happening and the mismatch on the outer world i know for one i for one you know went through some deeper existential crises of 
not feeling like um, my inner matched the outer world. And that existential crisis kind of set, set me out seeking until I could really find like the teachers and the frameworks and the maps and the models that existed on the fringes um, that could really deliver me to this place of um, really allowing that life force energy to come through. And I can really say that, you know, when by doing that, it's kind of like entering into the magical kingdom. It's kind of like entering into the magic of this life that we, that is really our birthright. And um, I really pray actually that all of us can find our way back to that place because it's that from there that that real depth of living makes life so beautiful and so poetic and so romantic and so deep.
was just listening to that music, thinking about this thread of eros, and really, it's just you know, really about letting that inner realm uh, of your longing and your desire come out onto the inside, come out onto the outside from the inside out. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, can feel quite daunting, I think, to be like, oh my God, I'm really going to let that be exposed, really. I'm really going to, you know, show up and express that. And it kind of... um, can feel very daunting totally and feel like no way no way I'm going to do that and then at the same time it's like well what's the cost of not doing that um what gets lost and I can kind of like say from experience that the the deepest expression of my love comes from that place on the inside and um, one of my actual role models that I've had on this journey of really um, bringing forth this mm, this deep erotic expression is Madonna. So Madonna is um, is one of my role models, and I actually trained as an actress in Barcelona for three years. And my last year of my theatre school, I um, for the last project for a year I worked on a piece where I created a theater show based on the life of Madonna so for nine months I literally stood in her shoes and went through all of her autobiographies and all of her material and kind of compiled um, a narrative a story that um, that made up this show and you know she's kind of like one of her famous speeches which I think she did quite maybe a couple of years ago where she won an award in she was kind of like saying and that she, you know, she's been vilified for what she's brought forth. She's been vilified for expression of her sexuality. And, you know, when she was younger, she got taken to a gay club by her dance teacher. She's always been into dance. And um, it was there, she said she, you know, saw men in hot pants and and all kinds of like, free expression of like this sexual erotic nature and she said it was there that she found home and she found that as a teenager and then she took that to New York and then she started creating her art and she started becoming like this voice and this beacon and so she's become vilified along the way you know she's been called a witch she's been you know called Satan you know all of these things and she's really been like hammered by the press and 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 she's even been hammered by feminists women by saying that she's not a feminist feminist because she's objectifying herself and in her speech she kind of says you know well if being a feminist means that you deny your sexuality then I'm not that kind of feminist and she says I'm a badass feminist so I think it's time to kind of embrace a a feminism that really um, is in favor of the de- of the expression of our deep erotic selves because really that's our true nature
that's sorry. I'm the other one with the problem. Let your bitch don't hang your shit on me. Why don't you just deal with it? Cause I'm not sorry. good if we could all take a leaf out of Madonna's book and I love her line express yourself don't repress yourself there's so much lost in repressing ourselves and what we truly feel and what we truly think and what we truly want express on the inside and you know I just can't help thinking how precious this life actually is and that we've only got one of them and it's short and it's fleeting and the time that it takes us to really get on board with ourselves in this modern culture that has taught us not to get on board with ourselves it's devastating and I think you know we get to the middle of our lives and it's like oh my god and it's beautiful as well it's a beautiful homecoming journey so not all is lost but I wonder what it would be like if we were in a culture that really celebrated the 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 principle of life over anti-life over this repression and suppression of life um how much that would be life enhancing and how much time we would save and how much money on therapy jesus so um yeah i realize you know it's 3 30 in the afternoon and i'm here on the radio show um and, you know, some of this, what I'm saying can be quite psychoactivating. It can be kind of like, whoa, because it's really kind of like introducing like a new paradigm and a new narrative around um, around the erotic principle, like that it's not something we should hide or be ashamed of or repress within us, that it's actually like the very wild force of nature that we've been endowed and entrusted with that... that essentially needs to come through if we're going to actually rewrite some of the harms of our humanity so you know it's really it sounds like a a really um nerve-wracking journey but it's also the most homecoming journey to come home to our love it's like the true reckoning it's the true spiritual quest and um and it really is what makes life so magical and worth living and the true meaning of our existence it's why we came to remember this love so may we not wait until our deathbeds or till we go to the stars to remember that may we may we live it in every moment uh, whilst we still can and may we spread those seeds of that love all over this land with this land because it really is how earth dreamt us to be she dreams us to be alive and pulsing and living and expressing so um yeah just kind of like putting that out as a permission permission to let yourself free let yourself out of the box 
La Luna Perdida, the lost loon, the lost moon, even. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was just thinking about letting ourselves out the box. And it's funny because when I'm working with primarily with women, that's who I work with, there's this common image that comes into sessions of like women who um, have got this image of there's um, a one in them who is trapped in a cage. And it's like archetypal. I think it's um, it comes in so much. And this kind of um, angst, uh, this kind of shadow aspect of oneself that's kind of rattling at the cages, like frothing at the bit, kind of like wanting to come out. And, you know, when we take a first glance at that aspect, um, it can be a little bit daunting and a little bit like, holy moly. Um but really, you know, the task of at hand is really to just find the keys to that cage and slowly allow that one to come out of her uh, self-imposed prison. Because it is self-imposed now, you know, really the world is needing those women who are locked in cages out of the cage. And, um, yeah, it's such a beautiful journey to really um, unleash that wild force but to do it in a way that's like 
serving that serves the individual psyche and then ultimately serves the collective psyche. It's um, such a beautiful journey to, to witness, to behold that deep uh, wildness coming forth. And um, it's something that I get to behold in my every day. I'm truly, truly grateful for that. listening to that song of a vision I had not so long ago of um, when the priestesses used to occupy the temples and when the kind of dominant world order of the more masculine dominator culture kicked in you know the temples got desecrated and the women were torn from their temples and and 
in order to enact their rituals, the women who were the priestesses went to the woods and they would enact their ceremonies and channel their life force energies and create magic in those woods. And the, then they got labeled the witches. And then kind of because that force was so primordial and so primal and so uncontrollable, the witch hunts started to take place and that force, that life force, um, became feared and it had, it became eradicated and it not just by the men but also by the women themselves. Like they had to suppress that life force in order to literally live. And um, that life force got buried and that connection to that life force um, got buried really deep, really, really deep underground. So far deep and underground in the collective conscious that we've like almost forgotten that it's there there's just like this one last remaining thread but luckily there are women all over the world who have kept something of that thread alive under the surface under the table and um and that thread to that thing is um is what's needed in order we need to kind of pull on that thread we need to like allow what has been lost to come back if we're going to create any kind of rebalance on this earth in this culture um but there still exists quite a lot of like primordial terror and fear in the collective psyche about this and um it's still very much misunderstood it's very misunderstood but really that force that place of that fear is actually the threshold of that deep initiation into that place and that and that reawakening and that reintegration of this elemental and essential life force energy that is just um it's the energy of earth itself it's the consciousness of earth dreaming through us so kind of my prayer i guess with this radio show is that um something of that frequency can be remembered or felt maybe it's not even in the words that i'm saying but maybe it's in the in the frequency and the transmission of what's not being said that all of that can come through nothing very much well i'm not going to ask you the story in life <laughs> you seem nice i wish you were try my best to be so good to you I'll try my best to be to be so good for you and make it alright all the time but when I take the time I need let myself go to no rules I don't share your views Will you judge When I keep my distance I keep my secrets When I can't tell you why Will you judge 
Come, my love, come and shine with your light on me. Come and play with the chimes in the belfry. Come with me and hold me in your arms. 
Let me feel your tenderness and your warmth mm -hmm. When the rain is falling hard And the storm is fiery from over
So we're coming to the end of the show here and um, I hope that this hour transmission inspires you to live the poetry of your life, to just let whatever it is that you're carrying on the inside, to just let it come forth and to express yourself. Don't repress yourself. And um, to really just, yeah, not hold back on all of that deep creative love force that you've got on the inside we've got one immensely precious life and one beautifully miraculously carved earth to co-inhabit with and once we learn how to do that by bringing forth what we carry on the inside um, it's so magical and so beautiful that all of the woes and the sufferings of our nothing to lose nothing to lose at all so okay signing out beauties thanks for listening and um, see you next time <laughs>